Hey, happy Sunday. Huh. I'm excited for the new week coming. I don't necessarily feel um, too much anxiety. I feel a lot better than I've been feeling for the last few weeks. And um, yeah, I feel like I want to just pass on that joy, that excitement to you guys. I really hope you have a wonderful week this week and you're ready for whatever it is that is going to be thrown our way. I think this week we find out whether or not we're going to be eased in restrictions or not or whatever the case is. Let's hope that it's more positive than negative because Jano, <laughs> I need a hike. I need something right um man so today's episode today's episode as you should be able to see um is part two to the his side of the story now in my editing of this i just man i was so exhausted not because i had a long day but just because the content was draining me i listened through this and again you have to battle between your biases right and not just battle between your biases but also kind of understand where particular perceptions come from now i'm generally known (laughs) to be a bitter person bitter woman i get that all the time you're bitter because of you know the things that have happened to me in my past in my past relationships relationships with my parents my dad whatever the case is right i'm bitter cool i'm okay with accepting that particular stance i'm okay with accepting that particular perception of me because you know what i've been through shit and i quite frankly have every right to be bitter i have every right to feel however i feel about things because they will literal experiences of my life and they would have shaped who i am and through the let's be fair (laughs) on the odd day that you know there's something happening in anybody's life if you do not internalize it if you do not attach it to your personality i mean you're a lot better person than i am that said that bitterness (laughs) is something that is cultivated through you know consistent trauma consistent frustration and i really feel it from a boy here in this episode because you know as you would listen as you would hear you know he went through something like almost five or five attorneys just trying to go through this divorce and handle this whole child custody thing and that kind of thing and i remember my time when i was going through that and thinking i i don't know how people deal with this when they have money because <laughs> you know to to share up assets and do that up and down that bitter up and down i don't know how people do it because i remember when i was doing it um i really i really just wanted to be over and i felt frustrated in the process when my ex wouldn't show up for hearings and that kind of thing i mean hindsight is 2020 i'm really grateful for that now but back then you know i was really worried and really frustrated and crying to myself at night and 
balancing juggling money all how because you're, you're really just trying to pay legal fees and that kind of thing and i wonder if people realize or don't realize that the lengthening of these processes and the frustration that happens on both sides right because we're talking guilty and non-guilty parties and we're talking two parties who both think they're right to be fair they both think they're right they both think they're doing what's best for the child but for some reason it doesn't quite seem to be about the child and it seems to be about you know the mishandling of the relationship between them um as a child of that you know having seen that um with my mom and my dad and even with my mom and my stepdad in the you know his behavior as a man which you know we will go through that in another episode um i really i really feel sorry for the children because we really don't understand how they see things from their perspective at that age and even me having gone through that um, I'm sure that there are things I would have dropped the ball on when it comes to my parenting, mainly because, you know, I'm operating within a space of being an adult and not quite handling the other things that I'm supposed to or paying attention to particular things that I'm supposed to because I'm just not in that space anymore. <sighs> anyway, so today's episode was, as I said, pretty draining for me because... As I, you know, I felt it. I felt it for him, and with all the things that he described, it was rather frustrating um, to see a woman do it. Because again, I have to battle my biases, and I always felt like, you know, we don't do that shit. We don't put people in positions like that. Um, we do what's best for our children. And sometimes we are just not as good people as we think we are. Again, this is his side. And I can only go with what he said. But, you know, it is what it is. And um, (laughs) I wish them the best. So before I go on to the rest of this episode where you guys can listen judges you need to or not um let me give you the word of the dina before we move on okay so this isn't necessarily a word but you know it's two words (laughs) and i want to use it because i feel like it's pretty difficult to pronounce and I, th- I feel like somebody's going to use this in their vocabulary some way, somehow this week. I- I'm quite excited about it. I'm going to find a way to use it, right? <laughs> the word of the day is totis viribus. Totis viribus or viribus. It is spelled T-O-T-I-S V-I-R-I-B-U-S. Totis Viribus. Okay, not too bad. I can pronounce that. So, it's an adverb and it means with all one's might. I feel like it's pretty simple. I feel that that's something that anybody can use, right? Um, So, I'm going to give you an example of how the word is used. 
and this is an excerpt from argued by moses levy the trial of frederick urbel and others for conspiracy to prevent the use of the english language 1816 american state trials volume 12 1919 i'm going to find that and read it at some point it says if a man say totis veribus he will resist the literal meaning is not that he will resist by blood or by force of arms it is a common expression amongst lawyers at the bar. I will resist such an attempt. Totis viribus. This is so perfect. I will resist such an attempt. Totis viribus. With all my might. I like it. I'm going to use this this week. I hope you do too. So without further ado, listen to the rest of this. And uh, yeah. Let's talk about it. We call that a day. Right. So these are some of the some of the stuff in the earliest that they they would have done. On one note, to my second attorney, right? We are in oh, court. <laughs> yeah, we are in court, and we have. I didn't know you have to bring your things to the table, and you make your your bartering of your demands. And right. you come down to a resolution. I had no idea this is that's that's what it's done. I literally told that a judge will hear left and right and make mm-hmm. a judgment. No. It's no, basically, you, you write your statement and you mm-hmm. tell them what you want, you apply for what you want, and the other person applies for what they want and then they decide your your mediation. I had there. no idea. I was naive again. And but didn't your attorney tell you this? No, he didn't tell me any of this. He didn't tell me any of this. So he just wanted to make a quick buck off my head. And they petition specific times for pickup, specific times for access and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he drafted up a petition, uh, a court order for me, stating that I would have our daughter every other weekend. And Mm -hmm. I requested, you know, an hour and 15 minutes well, I requested two hours, two days midweek. So I would see her two days in the week mm-hmm. and have two hours with her, right? Um, mm-hmm. To have that contact with her midweek. And their side said that that, that was too disruptive and mm-hmm. granted me only one hour on a Wednesday. In okay. doing so, he in doing so, my attorney drafted up the court order for every other weekend and that mm-hmm. one hour and that was it wow he gave me no provisions for birthdays he gave me no provisions for holidays, holidays. Mm-hmm. he gave me no provisions for school vacation um easter um for, for her birthday or my birthday right so wow. i had a i had a bare bones access of every mm-hmm. other weekend Mm-hmm. And um, the the midweek access. So to offset okay. that, what I would do is I made an arrangement with her preschool teacher, where I would mm-hmm. come on lunchtime and read stories to her and her classmates. Right. So I'll be able to spend at least ten or fifteen minutes with her. Um. 
or day or two phases during the week, right? The week, mm-hmm. Right. So that would increase my access because at this time I wouldn't, I was not able to call her midweek. So this is how okay. I will see her, and this is how I'll speak to her and find out how to. All right, because her. because all communication was cut off, so you all couldn't call, you couldn't talk off. to her on the phone or no, anything. No, no, mm. right. So it was working out up until it was time for her to leave that preschool, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's coming to the time for her to leave the preschool and. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get to that, I went to that same attorney and I said, but their petition stated that I could have get, gotten all of these vacation time or whatever, whatever. Why would you draft this bare bones court order application and, 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 and give me this and submit that to court? And they say, but because you signed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he said, a child of her age wouldn't have no school vacation. I said, are you kidding me? What do you mean? I said, are you kidding me? I have an email there with him saying that. Yeah, but not just that. I mean, obviously, this it, because you're going through high court, this, this, the intention is not to have to change this next two years, next three years or whatever. You want to kind of just set the precedent that this is what his the intention, structure is going to be going forward. So his, his intention was that we will go back and make amends to it in a year. So in other words he had the foresight to make me his guinea pig to pay him extra his, money yeah his long-term his cash long-term machine. cash cow yes 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 understood. right so i cut ties with him immediately after that but right. moving on we went to our, <laughs> our our third attorney now the third attorney sits down and she says well um what is the nature? I gave her all the details. Mm-hmm. All the details. I told her it's a very contentious situation and so on right. and so forth. I paid my the fee, the consultation fee. Right. And then um I was prepared to pay her retainer mm-hmm. once you know we went on board. And then mm-hmm. she came and she said, Well, listen, um, she drafting up some emails or, or paperwork for, for the other side. Lo and behold, I'm asking her now to intervene on certain situations because they are writing very outlandish um, emails to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm asking her to intervene as my representation. And she said, this is too contentious. I need to drop you as a client. <laughs> So my third attorney fired me. Oh my goodness. Fast forward wow. to my fourth fast forward to my fourth attorney now. Please tell me this is your last attorney. No, because we're on my fifth. So oh, fast forward to my fourth attorney now. So my fourth attorney um kept asking me for me to draft up whatever uh terms or whatever you know mm-hmm. and um he kept asking me for information and i kept forwarding emails for that to to to, to basically basically formulate their draft and move on mm-hmm. you know and um they kept prompting they kept prompting they kept prompting they kept prompting 
and all the while we are going back and forth with emails from their side emails from um from my daughter's mom and me literally having this bare bones um access mm-hmm. and she using every tool in the book to frustrate me as it pertains to access to our, um, our daughter right so i'd ask them to intervene they will try to intervene and at this point now she's leaving about to leave primary school um preschool to get into um primary school right and all during this time my daughter's mom is not communicating with me if our daughter is sick if she's well she's not communicating if she's injured like if she falls and gets a cut or mm-hmm. hits her head or damages herself tells me nothing mm-hmm. wouldn't tell me she makes a doctor's appointment wouldn't tell me she makes a dentist appointment mm-hmm. wouldn't tell me anything pertinent to the child right um i would ask i'll try to call nothing lo and behold um we had prior to the whole arrangement we had a set school that we would have for primary and it is the mother's alma mater the mother went to that primary school right the primary school is in port of spain we were living in the east right prior to the divorce got it after the divorce she moved to the west back to her parents So obviously the west to Puerto Spain is closer than the east. It's even yeah, Spain. it's even better. It's it's, it's even yeah. better. Mm-hmm. But because my girl felt that she could milk me, she chose upon her own volition to change the school that our daughter would attend from her alma mater to a very high-end primary school in the west. Okay. No. Okay, okay. No, she would have expected me to foot half of that bill. Of course. Without my consent. Right. Right. So, um she started to pull strings and pull contacts. So before a year before she would have gone into primary one or Montessori one whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um she would have pulled strings to get her into the preschool of that expensive primary school because right. that expensive primary school has a preschool unit and got obviously it. if you got her registered in that preschool unit she would grow the ladder yeah it's a so you wouldn't you would one. yes you wouldn't need to get her back into the 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 primary school she's already in the system right, right. so she registered and applied and got her into the preschool. I got an email the day before to say you have to attend orientation. Attend okay. orientation. So I said, um, okay. So I got myself ready. I attended the orientation and after all was said and done, I asked me to the principal, one on one or the principal secretary one on one, and I said, frankly, ma'am. I don't understand how one this was fast tracked so rapidly. Mm-hmm. 
and two, how she's able to apply for this particular school without my consent. Okay. I said, I said, I cannot afford this. I can't okay. afford this. So how 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 is this going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, she said, sir, with all due respect, without your signature on this dotted line, your daughter can't attend. And as a matter of fact, if she's to not attend, I would ask you if you could sign or put something in writing to state that she can't attend, and then we'll have to honor your wishes. So right. I said, no problem. And I wrote okay. something on a piece of paper and I left. Right? Oh, wow. But you didn't talk to her about that? I didn't talk. There is no communication between the two of us. There is no communication. The two of us went to the, the orientation. I sat on one chair. She sat on the other chair. Right? And then I asked for one-on-one with the the principal or whatever mm-hmm. and told them flat out I can't afford these fees which I really couldn't have afforded the half because mm-hmm. as I told you I already owing now with my credit card situation right and Based, then yes. and then um, I was paying a certain amount of money a month ready for the preschool that she was in right. and the preschool that she was in would have run another year right and I could have maintained those finances based on the current situation that I was had I had assets that I intended to sell to to help sort out myself right right so I had a budget and my budget was catering for continuing the payment that we were making to her, her current um preschool right right so lo and behold she didn't get registered for that and that apparently got her so annoyed and so upset that she decided I, to, uh, I could imagine she wanted to kill you. Like that, I could I could see that being <laughs> that would have drove, driven her to complete that madness. That's to up the ante because she didn't like yeah, how sure I was her. she didn't like how I was so um close to the preschool teacher that she had already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? She didn't she didn't like the fact that I was seeing my daughter 10 to 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so she got so upset, went in and spoke to the the preschool teacher who told her explicitly, why are you pulling this child out of my program? Mm-hmm. Prior to that, our daughter had a lisp. She used to right. speak with a lisp. And the preschool teacher helped her eradicate the lisp. Right. Right with her pronunciation, she set the template for how she would write, how she would enunciate, how she would pronounce, how she would, you know, spell, mm-hmm. break mm-hmm. down words, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so she, she essentially ver- put her in a better position than she would have. She was very been. instrumental, and mind mm-hmm. you, this was her, um kindergarten teacher as well, too. Right, the mothers. Oh wow! Okay. So the mother, <laughs> we're living in the east. The mother said, "I'm. I would like her to go to my preschool teacher. Sure, no right. problem. My preschool teacher is way in the west." Got I it. said, "Okay," and we did that. And she said, "I wanted to go to my alma mater, which is in Port of Spain." Again, I said, "Okay, no problem." No problem. Mm-hmm. Right? And then lo and behold, we got divorced. And you all want to change for everything, all this change, and you want the most high end 
of school in the US and expect me to pay for it and not discuss it with me. So I left I left that um that that preschool day, right? And I came home and made my preparations and they said denied our daughter her education. <laughs> That's funny. They said I denied our daughter her education. So she was wow. in the preschool system for another year, which she would have been again. And then the very next year, she would have attended the um, the primary school. Right. Coming up to it now, um, she's fixated on the school. And she's thinking that she's going to get her into the primary school program as well, too. Right. And she's sending me emails to state that or sending our daughter to me to ask me to beg me to enroll her into that primary school program she has no communication with me and she was she was using our daughter as a tool now to get but i know my finances so no right. matter what what our daughter comes and tells me i <laughs> i can't afford that you know yeah yeah so um the alma mater primary school has its registration and its orientation to do this you have to go and do sit an exam and whatever mm-hmm. lo and behold that falls on the weekend that i have because if, if it fell on the weekend and the mother had her the mother wasn't carrying her of course so the weekend i had her i sent her an email to say well you know the primary school is registering her and i'm taking her for the registration and the orientation you are you are welcome to come right and this is the this is the date this is the time mm-hmm. they you're had trying to, you're trying to die young they had her information as well too and they would have emailed her right but she would have declined the invitation seeing that she didn't oh. want her daughter attending so i went to the school she did the registration and so on and so forth and i was expecting to get the good news that she would have been accepted a couple of weeks later two weeks later mm-hmm. Two weeks later comes and I get a letter from the school stating that your daughter um, was not selected and she will not be attending the school. Wow! Why? Oh, I no. went to this. I went to the. I went to the school and mm-hmm. I met with the principal, who actually taught her mother. Right. And I said, Mrs. Principal, I'm here representing our daughter and. You know, she came and she did the registration. How was it? And did she pass? And so on and so forth. And she said, yeah, she did pass. So I said, well, why was she declined? She was declined because the mother said that she wouldn't be attending the school. (laughs) She She was declined because the mother said she would not be able to drop her and pick her up from Diego Martin to Port of Spain. As a um, principal, with all due respect, how was she planning to do this from Takarigua, where yeah. I live, to Port of Spain daily? But she moved to Diego to Martin. Diego. Mm-hmm. And she's unable to do it from Diego Martin to Port of Spain. 
explain I'm, that. I'm assuming that by then you call your lawyer again. Call my lawyer again, right? And my fourth attorney went behind my back to have conversations with her attorney. Right. And they brokered this arrangement where my attorney tell me that the school that they would like her to go to is a very good school and that I should sign her off on that school. So I asked my attorney, who are you representing? Who are you representing? You're representing me or you're representing them? Right. Fire that attorney. I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Because it's not just about going to, I mean, at the end of the day, Yes, going to a good school is great and all of that stuff, but you can't hang your hat where your hand can reach, right? I mean, if you are going to be paying the school fees for the most part based on your support agreement, then mm-hmm. um, and you can't afford it, uh, what what else is expected, right? Meanwhile, she changed the extracurricular activities, which was swimming and gymnastics, to another to another gymnastics. Plus, um, plus some other activity again. So where I would have left the East on my weekend mm-hmm. to go into Dago Martin for gymnastics and then Federation Park for swimming afterwards, right. she changed it to Federation Park and Port of Spain for an extra two hours in the afternoon right so i would spend my entire one day on a saturday because remember i get in all the um two weekends in a month which is literally two days a fortnight four days in a month and out of my four days in a month i'll be spending a literal day because it's a half day, Saturday, a half day, and next Saturday in Port of Spain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on extracurricular activities. Wow. And I said, You didn't discuss this with me either. You know, so how am I to bring her to these classes? We had an arrangement, we had an agreement. I was paying half a specific class. Why would you take her out of that class and that program without discussing with me? Hmm. Wow. So she registered her in the other programs and she started to pay for those other programs to go and tell the court now how I was paying for my court-ordered arrangement of half of the extracurricular activities. Right. Then all of a sudden she stopped sending her to swimming. So I was left with taking her to swimming only on my weekends. Gotcha. Gotcha. But is is okay, so at this point you are at lawyer number five already? We get to lawyer number five. Right. And so right. I mean there's lawyer number to do at this point. At this point, she wants to up the ante because the school, high end school, mm-hmm. tells her that the only way our daughter could be accepted into high end school. Mm-hmm. is if she has a sole custody arrangement yeah if she correct she can't just go and decide no. 
No. Things just like that. Mind you, she went and registered her in another high-end school without my consultation. But we'll get to that. High-end schools, man. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that just now. So, um, I got my fifth attorney and so on and so forth. She puts in this sole custody application. Mm-hmm. So my fifth attorney was met with a sole custody application and right. all the baggage that came prior, she didn't mm-hmm. want to hear. She just said, we're going forward. I don't want to hear what was done in the past. Right. So, okay, if that be the case, no problem. So while Miss Lady applied for her sole custody, there are hearings that you have to go to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the first hearing that we went to, my attorney brought to the judge's attention that her client's access was of the scantiest access possible. Right. That her client would need, yes, bare bones, and that I would need to get proper um, time with our child. And then, um, well, before this, this attorney, the only, the only, only good thing coming out to the end of attorney number four was that um, they suggested that I purchase a phone for her daughter because right. she provided, we attended co-parenting counseling three sessions and then she stopped going because she said the, counts, the counselor was too biased because the counselor was saying that you don't need to have attorneys because you're just spending money on attorneys and the counselor said that the child needed to spend a little bit more time based on the arrangement that she have, you know, mm-hmm. for her to foster, grow properly and healthily and mentally that, you mm-hmm. know, she would need to spend proper time to bond with, with her, her dad, dad. especially mm-hmm. at this young age. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to hear that. So she cut that, she cut that uh, co-parenting counselor after three sessions. Within the three sessions, to increase communication based on the bare bones arrangement that I had, the counselor suggested that um, a phone number is provided for me so that I could speak to our daughter on a daily, seeing that I'm not seeing her. Right? right. And what I would do is I would call in the afternoon after work. Normally, her brother would answer the phone, mm-hmm. give it to our daughter, and I would speak to her mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes, and that was it. Right. One call a day, we say our prayers after every call, and that was it. Um, after about two months, which coincided with her no longer seeing the co-parenting counselor, right? That was stopped. That was stopped. So I'll try to call our daughter on that same landline, which is the parents' landline in the house, right? In attempting to call that landline, um, phone cut. Obviously, yeah, they did not answer. Right? They'll just let the <laughs> phone ring out. So I'll try and call like about three times a day. No answer, no answer, no answer. Wow. After which she submitted a a, a letter to her, uh, have her attorney submit a letter to Martin stating that I was harassing her and her family. Right. And causing them on yeah, causing them undue stress and whatever in their elderly age. Right. Of course. By by calling this number. So it's another way to frustrate the system. To use the system to frustrate me rather. 
Got it. Uh, so then lawyer number four suggested that I purchase um, a mobile for her, which they agreed. Right. And the same issues would arise. You know, she would answer sometimes. She would, but they, they basically said the mother is not responsible for the phone. The child is responsible. At that time, she was four. The child is responsible for charging the device. What? Yeah. I have this in writing. The child is responsible for um, for the care of the device. And what? The ch- yes. That is written and in a court order? No, no, no. No, no, no. That's written from her attorney stating these are the terms of him purchasing this phone for the child. <laughs> I have it in writing, don't worry. All this will be forwarded. So um they said I am responsible for topping up the device. Mind you, I am cognizant of the fact that our daughter um FaceTimes and video calls her cousin in Canada and her uncle and aunt in Canada every day or every other day. And I can't speak to my own child. Right. Right? I had to stop. I mean, Olive wasn't getting vexed. Because I was getting vexed. <laughs> After admit. I was I was getting annoyed. Uh, uh, I can't lie. I just feel like what is it all about if this is what we're gonna be doing? And that activity, that energy that we're putting toward it really and truly is not helping the object of our affection i feel like the object of heat is the focus here not the object of affection and the object of affection will obviously be the child in this case what's important to me is that people see that there are two sides to this story um, a lot of times we hear, you know, the men's side, our side, and um, when we hear men's side, we kind of feel like this guy is whining. So what's his point? But you know, it is what it is. I hope you guys listened. I hope you learned, even if it meant to control yourself or adjust your way of dealing with things when managing a situation as such. Um, I hope we can all grow and learn to do better. Enjoy your Sunday and have a fantastic week. Much love. Bye.